Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the FPL Hangover podcast where we raised a bar and lowered a tone all things FPL related. This week it is July the 5th and Game Week 33 is almost finished at pretty much by the script this week in FPL. No massive shocks. Uh, Southampton turning over Man City 1-0 is probably, probably the biggest one. Uh, but as far as FPL goes, no huge twists and turns. And while that might be mildly relaxing uh, for most FPL managers, it's worth noting that closing time is upon us at your local FPL watering holes. And that sneaky little window toward your last round, that's getting tighter and tighter. Speaking of sneaky little windows, he is the single to my double hung, my podcast partner in crime, Seamus. How are you getting on, my friend? Good, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me, Jer, in this virtual studio. You're grinning. You're grinning. My window joke. It's got you. No, I thought it because you were like, it's getting tighter and tighter. I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. What's he going to say? And then it's the window joke. No one's expecting the window joke. I actually did a bit of research on that. The first thing I typed in is different kinds of windows. And yeah, single or double hung. It had me in stitches instantly. Yeah, I didn't get, the, I didn't get that reference at all. I was, yeah, I went over my head. Well, I, I I must admit it was a bit obscure, but I, I was chuckling. How has Game Week 33 Plus fared for you? Yeah, all right. Not, all right. not fantastic. Got my captain decision wrong. That was really where it went wrong. I didn't have the correct United assets in in that win. Coming um, into coming into this game week, Seamus, you were at what rank? Uh, I had 84k, so I kind of had like non movement last week. I'd like. Uh, a 1k red arrow, I think it was. Um, and that was after taking a minus four. So it would have been a green had I not taken the four, uh, the minus four. Then this week, uh, roll my transfer. I considered doing Traore to Foden or to uh, say Maximum, but I was a bit worried about say Maximum's potential minutes. Thought there was talk of him needing a rest, but Steve Russo was like, it's definitely going to play him. But he, I could see him come. He did come off early. He came off after seventy minutes. Yeah. And Foden didn't start, which is the reason I didn't want to go for Foden. So now, I can go for either of those next week. I could go for Foden after being rested in tonight's game. I feel a bit more confident about him starting, or I can kind of use uh, double move to go for someone bigger. Yeah. But we'll talk about transfers later. Yeah. No. Similar to myself. Um... This week for you, you're in the same same situation I was in last week. I had rolled my transfer in game week 32. So coming into this game week, double transfers. And yeah, it was actually a lot tougher than I had imagined. Like I left my decisions up until the Saturday morning. I It was one of those mornings where I knew going to bed on Friday night, I should have made my decision by now, but I knew that Mane was going to drop by 0.1 to 12.4. That was the rumor. So that completely opened up the option to downgrading Doherty to Sice and allowing me to upgrade Sun to Mane uh, for my two transfers. No minus four involved. And I had been wrestling with maybe, a, if I didn't want to take a hit, was maybe Rashford to Greenwood, which on hindsight would have worked out. But I don't know. I mean, that was... Uh, the, I was really just kind of... I think the Mane decision, just the, the, the straight Sice out for in for Doherty. that was where i was going with especially with wolves fixtures coming up and i wasn't even playing a wolves defender this week did that so yeah. far i'm on 61 points uh with 
double everything still to play Richardson and DCL. And uh, yeah, KDB just got me a one pointer there. So the average for, you know, at, as it stands is 61 inside the top 10K and 40, what's it, 44 outside, like just in general. So, I mean, it's surprising that I'm on a bit of a red arrow. You said just before we, we hit record that. Yeah. Bit of a red arrow. I've dropped from 105 down to 107 as we speak. Uh, so, yeah, yeah we see you've you. got those players. You've got those players uh, to go. And in fact, there's only three points between us now overall. Um, I'm at 99k after today's games, um, having dropped from, as I said, 84k before the game week started. Um, so I'm kind of back to where I was two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you know, which is better than where I was at the restart. Started a restart at what one forty one or something like that, one forty one k. So I'm in a better position. But the moves I made, not the game we've just gone because I rolled them. The game week before, had I gone for Martial or Greenwood as my United uh, attacker of choice, would have worked out better. Yeah, I think United is, is probably going to be the biggest talking point at the moment, uh, which is strange because. I did, I'd say the majority of an FPL manager out there would agree that double, triple United is pretty, you know, pretty safe in regards to FPL right now, you know, looking at form and fixtures. But the question is kind of, what tree are you looking at? And you said something again before we recorded that kind of got me thinking. It reminded you of when Liverpool had all those options up front and, you know, you were struggling to fit a, a tree in there. Yeah, years ago when Firmino was classified as a midfielder. Um, this is long before Salah and Mane, well, not too much longer before Salah and Mane, but it was back when, it has to be long ago, because Lalana was scoring points regularly. Yeah. But uh, Lalana, Coutinho, and uh, Firmino were the kind of, which of those which of those three do you go for? Do you go for two of those three? Was there another person involved in that mix at the time? I don't know. I don't know. I wish you hadn't called me up on that now. Well, I'm but, sure yeah. there's a defensive option in there somewhere, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was kind of like which of those you go for, and if you were chasing from one to the other, you know, you'd uh, if you if you continue got the points and you were on the line and you changed from the line to continue the line, was getting the points the following week, and then uh, Firmino the next week, and yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, that's how I feel with the United assets, and a part of me is thinking just stick with Rashford. Um, no matter how kind of frustrating a, a six pointer is for him, yeah, I guess we'll break that down. A, yeah, we can break that down a bit more, I suppose, when we get to the drunk tank. But uh, I, I, there is a couple of viewpoints there and how to approach Man United. But looking at the game week as an overall, Seamus, was there anything that that stuck out to you as, as as a particularly low point? I mean, you mentioned your captain. Who was your captain again? Salah. Salah. Salah got a late assist uh, earlier on today to give him six points. Um, the low point wasn't Salah almost blanking. I'm going to call this a blank. Six points is definitely against uh, uh, Aston Villa is mm. pretty poor. Um, like some people, I saw uh, several people triple capping Salah this week. And yeah. uh, that would be a really disappointing return. 18 points for, for triple captain. Uh, the low point was Mane getting the goal for Liverpool. Really? That was probably the low points, yeah. Well, I don't want to say the United the United game was a low point because, you know, I was the Lascelles clean sheet was wiped out like from like the fifth minute, so whatever I was over that. Um, Wolves, I fancied to turn over Arsenal, do well against Arsenal. But fair play, Arsenal surprised yeah. me and they won two 0 And Wolves, they haven't looked great. They don't create a ton of chances, so you know, I thought they still might keep a clean sheet though. 
that was a big shock, I think, for me going into this week was that a lot of people were coming in with three wolves. And I, as I said, I rested my wolves defender and I did play him in this because I think, you know, why you always play your. Never rest him in this. You never rest him in this ever. But um, yeah, I did play him, but seeing wolves get turned over was a bit of a shock. Yeah, I'm with you. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, I think wolves were the favourites going into this. I mean, a home match against Arsenal, wolves higher than them in the table, still higher than them in the table. And uh, yeah, a, uh, a big win for Arsenal and a big win for Martinez owners out there, which is... Yeah, yeah. Is that three clean sheets in a row now for him? I don't for know. Arsenal? It's close. It's close to it. Maybe it's three and four or something. That might include the, that might include the uh, FA Cup game as well, possibly. Do they keep a clean sheet in that? Uh, possibly, I'm. I, yeah, I think I heard three pitches in a row. But yeah, I mean, like none of those would be low points because it's not too unsurprising that like Arsenal can beat Wolves. Uh, but the low point was in that Liverpool game. Like nothing was happening in the game. I was actually on my phone for most of it. Liverpool were very blunt. Um, couldn't get going. Oxley Chamberlain seemed to take it upon himself to try and force the issue, um, and just was having no luck. Arigi was taking too much out of the ball, holding up too long, and then getting allowing Villa players to get back. And what they weren't do you creating th- anything. What do you think is is the knock on effects from that performance for Liverpool in in regards to FPL? I don't know what it's going, what their performance going forward is going to be like. So it's hard to say what the knock on effects are going to be. I know I mean, what the knock on effects for me are. It's I worth noting Liverpool anymore because the good thing about Liverpool is you can predict how well they'd be, but now. I just don't know how motivated they are. And I think there will be a couple of changes. And it seems like this Liverpool team is so finely tuned that just replacing one or two players is throwing them off kilter altogether. So if in the next game, Trent or Robertson is uh, rested and somebody else is given a chance in there, like Milner or something like that. So if you're looking at this, Seamus, from from someone like me who today got their clean sheet from Trent Alexander-Arnold, got their three bonus points and goal from Mane. Are you, like, is that not something you'd stick with? Or do you still think, no, I think it's it's a downhill trajectory from now? If I had Mane, I mean, I wouldn't get rid of Trent anyway. i just yeah. make sure your benches sounds. If I had Van Dijk, again, he's assured of starts, but, and they did keep a clean sheet. What are their fixtures like? Let's just pull them up here real quick. Just remind myself. Um, like I'm not getting rid of anyone at, at home to Brighton this week. Yeah. So even as pissed off as I am with Salah, he's not he's not being kicked out of there. Um, the following week, for them got Burnley, Arsenal, Chelsea. They're tough games, you know. I mean, look how much um, they're at home to Burnley, and they're going to want to win their final two home games uh, to keep this 100% record up. But I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of goals in there. Awesome. Um, they and said in the commentary, and I totally agreed with it at the time and I was like I wish I kind of had been in this line of thinking sooner like they are a team that really feeds off the crowd at Anfield yeah. and when there's no one there in the stadium they, it's very hard it seemed very hard for them to get up a level and up through the gears to break down you know Acevedo who were quite resilient but also they were just really blunt so it wasn't just all how good Aston Villa were they did look blunt Salah did Pretty much, nothing. but not not a week ago. Liverpool put Crystal Palace to the sword four 0 That's their one good performance out of four games since the restart, though. That Everton game, they were shite. Um, Man City, not too much needs to be said about that. They lost four 0 They were shite today as well. They just had a small bit too much for for them. Um, 
And the way Salah doesn't get central. So, I mean, it's the question you asked me to begin with was, what should someone like you do with Trent and Manny? I'd keep Trent, as I said, if you at a good bench. You know, if you have like a second Wolves player or someone like that that can come off the bench or something like that. You know, I know you only have one Wolves defender, but if you have a good defender like Lascelles that can come off, they've got good fixtures. But Mane, at least he's in better form than Salah. Really? You think so? yeah, I was hoping Salah would get a chance for a penalty today or something. That's really the only place I could see Salah's goal coming from. Yeah, I mean, I think. There's not a whole lot in between the two of them in regards to price. Now, Whitman is dropped down to 12.4. It's 0. 0.3. But you're, you're, you, you mentioned, you know, you definitely keep Trent. You're not so sure on Mane. Who do you think is, you know, realistically going to replace those in your FPL teams? Well, if you could have, like, Martial, like, off the top of my head, Martial, you want De Bruyne. Yeah. You want Martial, probably. You want, you want Bruno, Okay. I would have Maris in there. I'd even I don't like saying replace Salah with Son, but like for this next upcoming game, um, where, yeah, Spurs have Bournemouth. That is someone that really interests me this week. Um, well, I'm the opposite. Like I got rid of Son for Mane because I think looking at how Spurs play now, as we mentioned, this is on the Sunday, so Spurs have still to face Everton tomorrow. But if I was to be 100% honest with you, if Everton beat Spurs tomorrow I wouldn't be shocked and watching how Spurs plays against Sheffield United even how they played against West Ham they don't look ridiculously attacking I think they got I got very lucky with that Sun assist against Sheffield United literally last couple of kicks of the game Sun squares it to Kane and um, yeah I just don't see them tearing tearing Everton a a new one tomorrow or you know I mean, yeah, away to Bournemouth, as you said, tasty fixture, looking at how Bournemouth defend. But I still expect Jose to, to, or Jose to come into that match more defensively minded than they have any right to be. Yeah, I, uh, as I said, it's, I would be more interested in someone like Mares. Um, yeah, I agree. A, but then a, he a, would... But he's in but, a similar price bracket, you know. Yeah, and got subbed on 59 minutes tonight. Yeah, that's true. That would be very frustrating, but I still think he's a really interesting asset. Um, you know, they've got some really nice fixtures coming up as well. And in general, he has, you know, probably apart from KDB being the best Man City asset to have this season. Better, performed better than Sterling, probably even better than Aguero even. Um, Knocked it out of the park in that double game week. Hmm? Knocked it out of the park. park. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, I'm just mentioning Sun because they have a nice fixture in game with 34 against Bournemouth, and Bournemouth just looked absolutely woeful against United. They actually put up a small bit of resistance um, when they got their first goal, but that did come out of nowhere, and it was two poor efforts from Maguire and De Gea for that goal, and then the penalty was at the very start of the restart, and uh, it was kind of a dubious one as well. I think it came off his shoulder, but they gave it anyway. Um, yeah, there's there's just uh, there's these things you mentioned. Son being lucky with his assists, the last week. Son's always getting lucky. Anytime I watch games where I don't have Son, where Son gets returns, it's always somebody fucking up. Like Aubameyang, I only saw Aubameyang's two goals against Norwich like two days ago, three days ago, uh, on match of the day, which I had recorded, and I couldn't believe how much, how easily Norwich gave him the goals. Cruel getting caught on the ball, first of all. Um, they were really, really sloppy goals. The, the defender passing it to Aubameyang in front of the goal for the, the second one. Oh, but that's just... what you, that's what you need in FPL. You need a bit of a bit of luck. I mean, that's kind of. But 
I think Son is the sort of player who gets that kind of luck. So I would not want to invest in a Jose Mourinho Spurs side in general. But if I was going to, it would be Son who's stuck out on the left more so than Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, you know, because at least you can transition or pivot to somebody else in midfield around the same price. Whereas with Harry Kane up front, you've just got all this cash and then you have to try and disperse it back into midfield, I think, again. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, again, I guess we'll dive into that a bit further. But looking back on... Mane, though. That's, I just want to finish on that one point. Mane playing better than Salah. Yeah, for me, he was a bit of a no-brainer this week. Looking at my mini-leagues, it was very Salah-heavy. And uh, yeah, I was thinking, fuck it. I mean, that little bit of a differential, I genuinely... Like we've said this so many times uh, throughout this season, but I don't see a lot of a lot of difference between Salah and Mane. So I mean, if you can get that kind of differential in a mini league where the the guy or two ahead of you, you know they've both doubled down on Salah. Fuck it, why not? I mean, I think Mane is a fantastic option right it was now. It's a good move for you. Yeah, this week you um you saw that in our mini league that I had Salah and somebody else had Salah, so it would have been safe to kind of go look. Well, Mane is going to be differential, and that's why. Mane's getting that goal was my You're low point because it was like he was the only one I did in that game. I didn't want that to happen. I would have rather been nil all and uh, Salah to get three points than Mane to score. To be honest, fair enough. Well, looking at it a bit more optimistically, my high point this week, Seamus, uh, was something that maybe I shouldn't be too proud of, but Foster outscoring Pope. For the first time since I've used my wild card, which it, I know it's been, it doesn't, you know, it's, it hasn't been that long, but it feels like a fucking lifetime in terms of Pope returning nines and fucking tens and Foster just giving me, you know, your basic bitch scores. And uh, yeah, this week getting a three, even though they conceded their, uh, the clean sheet inside the first 30 minutes, it was like, it was mildly refreshing. I won't, I, I won't lie. I had to check it. There we, um, yeah, he made what seven saves? Something like he had like they had nine shots on target anyway. So he yeah. made six saves, I guess. Yeah. He they conceded. What was the score in the Chelsea match? Three, wasn't it? Three nil. Three nil. So I mean, like they, yeah, they they scored a late third goal. That was it. Um, yeah, no, to come out of a three nil loss with three points, I'll take it because uh, he that was very like one of the very few decisions that have stuck with me this year in terms of like oh you just made a fucking flat out mistake like there's a couple of ones that haunt me that could have gone either way but this was like you know your finger you had it right the first time and you just went at it again and you fixed it when it wasn't broken do you know that kind of way because you thought you were smarter than you were <laughs> your high points this season tend to be keepers mm. you know you got your keeper decision right you get got one more point than the keeper you had on the bench kind of thing you know yeah very much so I think I think it's because, like as you as you mentioned a, a while back, you've had such success with your keepers that any bit of a a kind of prolific week for me with my keepers is is like oh fine it didn't fuck it up because I'll always try to go different you know I mean I'm usually chasing yourself or 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 what to crack and I mean if I can have a different goalkeeper I'll go with that I don't know why maybe because it's just one of them in your team but it does seem to ring a bit uh, true for me. Yeah, maybe. I am. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm happy. That was my high point of the week. Seeing as you're talking about your high point, my high point was uh, my keeper as well, um, because that United game was seriously hurting my rank. Um, Bruno in the top 10k or in around my rank, top 100k. Bruno Fernandez ownership was like 119 percent. So every goal and assist he was getting was pushing me further down the rankings because I hadn't captained him. 
yeah. was delighted watching the game as a United fan, how well they were doing. And uh, was waiting for that Martial uh, assist to get the assist for the penalty. I was super happy that Rashford took that penalty because um, Rashford's ownership is, like, even though it's quite high, it's like 60%. Yeah. You know, I was like, it's not going to be Bruno. Um, and I don't have Martial. So when Martial got, uh, when Bruno scored that free kick, that, that was close to my point because they're already 4-2 up at the time, were they? I didn't need that extra goal. And it got an assist for Martial and then Martial got the other button. Yeah, that was uh, my high point was Schmeichel getting a clean sheet, which is 21 points in three games. I've had him now. And uh, just negating the huge red arrow I would have had from the United game. Yeah, again, you did. You were you made a solid decision with Schmeichel. You, you got Henderson out there after the double game. Well, probably, yeah, yeah, after the double game week, you got Henderson, you went to Schmeichel. And what's that, two and three clean sheets now? Uh, a penalty, he had 14 points. He had a penalty save and a clean sheet and max bonus. They needed one pointer last week and six points this week, standard six points. He doesn't really get a whole lot of save points, so you're only really going to get six out of him when he keeps clean sheets. Yeah. Looking forward to next week, Seamus. Uh, I know it's, it, it seems uh, unfair because the game week 33 is still you know, not completely finished, but I mean, the game weeks are coming ticking fast, and I believe the deadline is what, Tuesday this week? Tuesday evening? Yeah. So, I mean, looking forward to game week 34. Who's your eye on for the, the captain's armband? It has to be a United player. Yeah. I mean, the one uh, since, uh, apart from the game week, was it 30? Whatever the first game week back was, the restart, the last three game weeks, I've had Bruno and I've only captained him once. And that was when he got three points. The Either blank. side of that has been 15. So I think they're just going to captain Bruno again. He'd probably be fucking rested now, but I think there's enough of a gap between their game, uh, which was uh, Saturday, Saturday three. yesterday. And then Thursday, and then yeah. you're playing again the following Monday. I think there's enough of a gap. I think he's so important that he'll play. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think he will. The only question I would raise is that they are playing an Aston Villa side that, you know, uh, as you mentioned, didn't play uh, poorly today against Liverpool. Like, kept him out for a very long stretch. And again, to be fair to them, have been far more solid defensively than they were before the lockdown. Yeah, the thing Klopp said, and I wish I'd heard this on uh, before I made my set my team for the week. But apparently, Klopp said before like on Friday that he didn't know which, what way Aston Villa were going to line up, which is never a good thing to hear a, a manager say. I mean, that means they don't have a specific plan for the team because they don't know exactly. Because they have been changing them on playing like with a back five and and things like that, and changing around players and positions. So. Yeah, if I kind of heard that, I think it was really, God, who do I go for? Rashford, Bruno, or Salah? What actually made me go for Salah in the end was those two things. One, um, looking back at how many points he's gotten me as captains this season, I was like, and they're at home, and Liverpool's a credible home record. I was like, I think that's... Uh, that speaks for itself. Yeah. Reason two, you didn't have Salah. And I, I looked at his ownership that had gone down in the last few weeks, and I was like, this is, about, this is a great time to captain Salah compared to times during the season when you captain him and you just, your rank barely moves. Yeah. Like if you captain Bruno there, there your, your rank wasn't moving, moving too much because it's just so highly owned. So yeah, that's no, the reason I went with Salah, just the differential, kind of like the way you went with Mane, not as your captain, but just you transferred in Mane. Um, no, 100%. I mean, just Bruno. They're like, in much better form. Like Liverpool have lost, what, three of their last four games or something now? 
Yeah, it was like similar. Like we didn't do a pod after game week thirty two, but um, in game week thirty two, I didn't know you had Rashford because you had transferred him in that week, and I captained him because, as you said, like I knew you. I thought you didn't have him. I didn't expect you to be going in on the Rashford side. I thought Martial was the better option, so I thought, okay, I have Rashford. I'll captain him, and I think that's what a lot of FPL managers need to be doing in the next couple of weeks. Like we've only got five game weeks left. You can't fucking take it with you. Do you know what I mean? Like in terms of your FPL mini league is third, fourth, really that much better than, uh, you know, fifth or sixth. Like I'm, I'm going for shit a little bit, you know? Um, so yeah, I completely understand why you'd captain Salah and we're making it sound like it's a, oh, a bold call. It wasn't. They were at home to Villa. They got smashed by City in game week 32. So you knew Klopp wanted a response. He was pretty aggressive in his response in his response to journalists uh, in the pressers regarding would he be playing ro- planning on rotating and he you know he did use the line that uh, you know Premier League games aren't Christmas presents and he wouldn't be handing them out as such so like yeah. I have a bit of faith that uh, I do expect to see a couple of like rotations pretty much every week like this week Firmino didn't start uh, I think next week it could easily be Mane it could easily be Salah but I think we'll see a three-quarter strength side out there between now and the end of the season for Liverpool yeah so they're playing again on Wednesday evening, um, yeah. quarter past eight, and they would have played today. What time was their game at? Half four. Half four. So what's that? That's Monday, Monday, Tuesdays, rest days, and then back yeah. again on Wednesday. They have a bit of it. They've, they've done enough of this, uh, you know, weekend, like Sunday, Wednesday, like Saturday, yeah. Wednesday kind of thing in the past. So I think they, they're probably okay. But yeah, I agree with you. There will be somebody rotated. I'm just worried how that's going to affect their team. Uh, and while they've got a good game against Brighton, yeah, I just think I prefer United away. United are the team in form at the moment. 100%. You know? 100%. And with that in mind, we've spent so long talking about United, and it's a United heavy mailbag this week. Uh, so we might as well fucking take the plunge right now and head on straight over to the drunk tank. Yeah, we've uh, a few questions here, and yeah, let's start with the the United-based questions. Um, yeah, this guy ugh, FPL Mossalad, which is at Yaya Hassan Seven, he asks um, he wants to ditch Rashford for Ings. What do we yeah. think? Uh, and what do you think of benching him this week? So he wants to ditch Rashford for Ings. I don't know if I want to get rid of Ashford, Rashford on. Unless you're planning to use that extra United slot so you can get Martial or something into midfield or... Yeah, I will. I mean, you're the man to ask. You're Mr. Danny Ings and you'll be looking forward to Danny Ings not playing one of the top two in the league and has a nice... uh, I mean, I don't know how nice it is, but it's an away fixture to Everton. And he's looking... He's chasing that golden boot now. Vardy banged in two there at the weekend and that brings him up to... What is that, 21 for him now? Or is that 19? Okay. Already's at 21 now. 21, yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, there is a bit of there is a bit of work to be done for Ings if he wants to catch that golden boot. And we've we've had Hassan Hoodle talk about how he wants to support Ings in in uh, reaching that. So there's you know, there is an argument to be made for Ings, but dropping Rashford down, as you said, James, like you're looking at United coming into an away match against Villa. They're, they are the team on form 
yeah, I, I don't think I could be dropping anyone right now. Unless it was, yeah. as you said, to make a bit of cash to upgrade a, a third Man United player somewhere, like you're going Martial midfield. Yeah. The, um, the thing here is, if I could have four Man United players on my team right now, I would, I would have four on my team yeah. right now. Um, so the limiting factor here is, you know, if you want to get rid of Rashford so you can move to a different United player because you're not convinced of Rashford and you want Martial... Greenwood and Bruno or you already have one defender and you can only have two attackers and he's not one of those guys you want and I get that because he, he was apart from the Sheffield United game which he looked good the other the most two most recent games he hasn't looked that good he hasn't looked bad by any means United have, have looked good but he has certainly not looked as attacking as Bruno or Martial or definitely not as much as Greenwood so yeah I think that's it like you got to be looking at this in context of the other Man United assets and as you said Martial out of position midfielder Fernandez on fucking fire. Um, and then you have Greenwood who offers massive budget potential with his really cheap price. So that opens up, you know, that's just that's not just a Rashford question anymore. That's uh, uh, Greenwood and who, you know, versus Rashford. But if, they, if they were the same price, I think I'd want Greenwood now anyway. Um, I don't know if they were the same price, would I want Green for, I mean, I think same price on penalties and not, at risk of rotation with Daniel James, I take Rashford. But you know he's not on penalties. Next penalty, Bruno's back. They're rotating See, him. Are they just rotating them? Is that the thing? They're just going to take every said, second. Bruno said before this game, um, after <laughs> after the last game we scored. Remember, Rashford was going to take the second one, but it was yeah. taken away. Yeah. He was saying, "No, uh, we we share them." So Rashford's going to take the next one. I think it's probably going to be two for Bruno, one for Rashford. Two for Bruno, one for Rashford. More than one for one. At the rate United are getting penalties this season, Seamus, it doesn't matter. They're both getting one a match, you know? <laughs> so, I, um, uh, yeah, I... Would I you be getting rid of Rashford's frames? Let's to go back to... Yeah, uh, well, then you got to look at the other side of the argument, which we haven't looked at, and let's look at Danny Ings' fixtures. So, Danny Ings, he's 7.3 now. He's next five fixtures. Everton away. Everton have a really strong home record this season. Um, they're good at home. And Southampton have just beaten... Man City, Southampton are a good team. Now. Well, they're a decent team. Yeah. They're not shite. So I can totally see him scoring that game, but it's not going to be an easy game. So don't get fooled into Rashford has the easier fixture of the two this week. Do you worry about Ings' minutes? Well, Hass Newton said he's, he's going to play him every game pretty much, didn't he? He did, he did. As I said, he's going to support him, but like they're coming thick and fast. You know? He has to get arrested in some, one of them. But I thought it would be this week. Up. Just had a few months off. Yeah, true, true. They played they play today and their next game is on Thursday. So if they're playing Wednesday, I think he might be a chance, a bit at risk of being rested. But they're playing Thursday, I think he'll play. And then their following game after that is Monday, which is against United. Um, I'm not going to back Southampton to score at Old Trafford. Um, I'd rather United. Rashford against Southampton than Ings against United. You know? Yeah, exactly. So for those two games, I'd rather have Rashford. And then... The last three games, yes, you want Ings. So I would say if you are thinking of doing something like Rashford to Ings, I would only be looking at getting Ings from game of 36 on if you don't that's have a, him already. That's a fair point. What was the second part of his question there? Uh, the second, second part of his question is, uh, what do you think about benching Jimenez this game week? Not a fucking hope in hell. We've already addressed that uh, at the top of the show. You never bench Jimenez. Jimenez is arguably one of the best, well, arguably the best, but one of the best strikers in the league, out and out strikers in the league. And uh, yeah, why would you ever rest him, you know? Yeah, um, he got an assist in the uh, the reverse fixture earlier on the season, 
Wolves aren't scoring a whole lot, but all Jimenez needs is one goal and he'll usually sneak the three bonus if it's a uh, 1-0 win. I also um, think Sheffield United defensively haven't been as sound uh, post-lockdown. I didn't see um, their game, was it today? Yeah, it was this morning, yeah. I, I missed this, this morning's game, I matched myself. But uh, yeah, Brag. what was that? 1-0? One, 1-1, one, one. yeah, 1-1. One, one. I mean, if Burnley's scoring, and uh, <laughs> you know, I know they had Spurs down to 3-0, uh, in the last game week, uh, just to the very end, but I still, psh, I don't know. I think against Wolves, I'm still fancying Wolves to score. Like definitely not resting him in his uh, territory. I mean, the question for that one is, who are you start? Who, if you're benching him, who are you starting over? Yeah, I exactly. He hasn't he hasn't said who he's going to you know play instead of him in his, but I can't see why you would bench him in his this game. Hundred percent. All right, what is our next one? And a sip of beer. Sticking with the. Uh, United team, Liam, at Spurs Liam has seven, has said, uh, is Triple United now essential? That got a, a like from FPL and Cork as well. That one it seems to be a big old talking point this week. Sip of beer for both you lads. Is Triple United essential? I know you love that word, Seamus. It's your, fav- your second favourite word in the FPL lexicon. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I, I, don't want to roll, I, I don't want to be one of these guys that rolls out these cliches. Listen, no one's essential. Yeah. But that, yes. saying United that is now a cliche. Triple United is essential right now. Yeah, it is. I'm not a fence sitter. I'm not going to come here and say, oh yeah, well look, the Magnus Carlsen has never owned Mo Salah all season or whoever the fuck up there is doing really well. There are players up there who haven't owned certain players all season. But you should be on Triple United right now. Hopefully you're on the right Triple United. I was on Defender and as I said, everyone has Bruno. He's essential, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I think Triple United is essential. I think you probably want three United strikers, but a United defender is certainly. Um, you know, I'm happy with Juan Basaka. You know, he got me ten points last week before only one this week, and he got eleven for you the week before too. He did. So he's he's That's what I. Up. I was a little bit sickened to see you jumped on the United train so quickly. I was like, maybe he just plays the devil's advocate a little bit, but it is refreshing from us, or us two uh, United fans to uh, be able to kind of go back to United and kind of like watching that board match this week was, it's been a long time since I was fucking that happy with a United captain in my team, you know, and that comfortable and confident, you know, like in a way going, they could get more like when, when Bournemouth scored, the first, my instant thought was bollocks. This is one nil Bournemouth. Do you know that kind of way? And you just see the difference between now and six months ago. They weren't playing well at that point, but they upped it. They were it so easily able to up it. And uh, yeah, once they got the first goal, you were like, yeah, they're going to get several more here. Um, yeah, I mean, Cork, uh, FPL on Cork, which is Keane, has asked, so in addition to the, is three, Triple United now essential? Is the United defender a waste of a place with such good options in attack? Um, he said Bournemouth could have scored more than their two goals. Yeah, they probably could have, but um, that was like they were unlucky. With one of them was um, a, a very lucky penalty, and, and the first one was like two mistakes. So mistakes will happen. You saw it at the start of the season with Liverpool when they were like conceding one mistake a game, giving away a big chance, and it was a goal. So I think United will be pretty good defensively. I would rather have what's his name Greenwood. As my third guy, rather than Juan Bissaka, I think. But, interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting. If you're on it. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna waste a transfer getting rid of Juan Bissaka to try and accommodate three United attackers. 
well, that's the thing. Like we're both we're both on the same United coverage in terms of Fernandez, Rashford, and Wan Bissaka. So we've both gone with United's defense, and I'm laughing in terms of Wan Bissaka's output in the last three game weeks since I went with United coverage. Like it's something like 23 in three game weeks. So completely fine with that for a 5.3 mid defender, but. You have got the likes of Greenwood offering you that 4.4. I don't know, Seamus. Um, I'm happy to stick with Juan Misaka if I have him in. If I was going with United now, like fresh slate, I'd still probably go with Juan Misaka just because I like... I think United have you know such a nice run of fixtures in in Aston Villa, Southampton, Crystal Palace and West Ham in the next four and even Leicester in the final game week that, yeah, they're probably up there in the top most likely to get clean sheets for me. Yeah, I think so. The fixtures are great. The that I mean, and that's great. Six points is beautiful until all their midfielders and forwards are scoring 11, 12, 13, 14 points, which is what happened this week. So well, I you think have it's two of them. Yeah, maybe it's a knee jerk because we're all going seeing how many points Martial, Greenwood yeah. and Bruno got this week. Um, but there if you a, were on... A lot of fantasy that, assists this week, you know, work noting as well. Yeah, a lot of lucky stuff. I mean, for example, Bruno's free kick was being reviewed for a potential offside and wasn't given, even though Matic was offside. And also, he wasn't given because they judged that he wasn't in the sight of the keeper. Oh, is that it? Okay, fair enough. Yes, which oh, I did think was very confusing because I was like, but when they broke it down after the match, I was going, oh, okay, yeah. He There's actually also a question because I thought what before um, – they were talking about it. I was like, oh, they must be giving it because he's not more than a meter from the wall. They don't seem to be enforcing that. Again, I don't know. I mean, in terms of football and their rules right now, there was a couple of VAR decisions. I was watching the United match that the commentators are saying something completely different to what has just happened on the pitch. And you're going, okay, so I guess they've decided he's not offside or that. That isn't uh, like the Bailly penalty in the second half. For a start, that's outside the box as far as I'm concerned. It's on the line, it's on the line. I think it was on the line. So it's, I think if it's a foul, it's a penalty to me because it's on the line. But I just don't think it was a foul. It came off his shoulder. Yeah, exactly. That was my second point. It's like it's debatable whether that even is a fucking penalty. There but, was there was one in the Bournemouth uh, Bournemouth game earlier on the season where again it came off somebody's shoulder and they said it came off his upper arm. It's like if it comes off like here, like it comes off like right here. <laughs> We're on video now, so you can see it. Like that's your shoulder. I I know your shoulder is like more than. Encompasses they, have, they have said that that actually doesn't come into play until next season. So apparently, that's that. I know, I know, Seamus, I know, I know. But, but regarding Kean's question and the United defense, I'm still confident that two attacking and one defense is my preferred option. Um, I do think that. With Greenwood being there, there is this fantastic kind of alternative route to take. But I'm I'm happy to stick with Wambasaka. I, yeah, I, I think you're right in that sense that that is perfectly legitimate. I don't think it's a waste, like Keen is suggesting. It's, but there is a chance to make moves. This is the last five game weeks of the season. That's what's left. This is your chance to make moves, chance to try and make ground in your mini leagues and take risks yeah. and stuff like that. So, like, this is what people have been doing the last few weeks is coming off Salah because, you know, and I kind of feel, I said I'd keep the fade of some of it longer, but now I'm thinking. Had I moved off that and invested in the likes of Son, um, Mares, or um, no. Marcial, you know, the last few weeks, Bowden, any of these guys took the risks. And these are guys I'm looking at each week and I'm going, no, no, I'm going to trust my players a bit more. And it seems like the guys, the FPL managers out there who are taking the 
putting their balls in the line or getting the rewards. And I haven't done that enough. And that's why I'm kind of thinking maybe Triple United, maybe put your balls in the line for Triple United attack because they seem to be the most informed attack in the league at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So there, we got you got a perfect non-answer from us, Kane. <laughs> yes, defense. Yes, Triple United attack. Attack. But uh, we got another question there, Seamus, don't we? Yeah, one final question. Um, this is from Nuclear Atoms, which is at atoms underscore nuclear. And he is saying, uh, or she, I don't know. They're, they're atoms, so they could be, you know, whatever. It's, there's no sex there. Yeah. Universal. Whole, uh, <laughs> when is the best time to use the bench boost? And can you please release this pod in SoundCloud, which we yes. usually do. We do. We have not not released it in SoundCloud in forever. But that is something actually we... we I was only thinking of today in terms of dropping that for season three, just because we so rarely promote it and uh, put money into it. But... Uh, now with that, I'm I'm considering just I'll keep it there. If there is a few yeah, people that like yeah. the old SoundCloud, it'll sh- it'll stay there for you. But uh, when's so the best time to do the bench boost? That is, in because I'm in the same this position. You've got a free hit left. I've got a bench boost. We've both got one ship left. Um, so I'm in this position already. So what I am looking the at, yeah, what I'm looking at is I'm looking for any fixtures that I've got. You know, my, my did you have McCarthy on the bench this week, James? Yes, yes, I did. Um, and it's Stevens on the bench as well, so I had a double clean sheet on the bench. I had 17 this, points. This was your week for, for bench this boosting. This was my week for bench <laughs> as it turned out. Who would have known that a double clean sheet against Man City was where I wanted to bench boost? But anyway. Um, yeah, it does depend on your team. That's the bottom line. Um, I'm going to bench boost when my normal sub keeper or both my keepers have good fixtures, which for yeah. me is going to be 36. So I'm going to bench boost then. Because I'm not going to make any more transfers on my goalkeeper. Um, I have McCarthy as my sub, as I mentioned there. Their last three fixtures I'm going to start, which are going to be Brighton at home, Bournemouth away, and Sheffield United at home. I'm going to bench him for Everton and United away. Uh, Schmeichel will stay and goes for those two games. And in game week 36, they both have home fixtures. Schmeichel's at home to Sheffield United. And uh, uh, what's it? McCarthy is at home to Brighton. So what and, you're saying is basically... So I'm going like double Southampton. I'm just going to go double South, uh, Southampton that weekend. So game week 36 makes complete sense to you. And it does, as, by the sounds of it there. But like in regards to nuclear, it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of whatever week. But it depends on your formation for a start. If your usual formation is 3-5-2 or 3-4-3, then it's whatever week you think you get the most clean sheets. If your formation is 5-3-2 uh, or, you know, fucking whatever, 5-4-1, it's whatever week your strikers have the nicest fixtures. But uh, don't overthink it. That's the way I look at it. Whatever week you feel I, comfortable yeah, with. 100% agree, Joe. I haven't been overthinking mine. I just like had looked at this beforehand before I even asked the question. I kind of earmarked that. Uh, but if, um, you know, Southampton, I could play it in another game if uh, they're just the two games that my keepers line up the best. And as I said, I've gone double Southampton defence as well. So... Um, with Stevens there. Hayden is a problem there. So I got to start lining up my guys in the next couple of weeks to make sure I have players there. So Hayden is going to become Foden, I think, or maybe St. Maximum. It depends how much money in the bank. It depends what moves I make. This but the time, the time is drawn close, James, isn't it? Mm. And uh, with that in mind, I believe the drunk tank is firmly closed for this episode. Yes.
boom shut thank you for all the questions and if you want to reach out for any episode you can get us on twitter at fpl hangover and gmail at fpl hangover at gmail.com now before we move on we will address the small matter of bowels to the wall and uh yeah with the whole pandemic and schedule reorganizing and stuff like that it kind of done a number on that a little bit and you know what that's probably my biggest complaint so far of this whole global pandemic situation so i can't really complain what we're going to do is we're going to stick a pin in that and we're going to come back uh towards the end of the season and when we're doing our roundups we'll 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 take it in a retrospective and see how it all went down i'm pretty sure i was hammering seamus again this season he says no i can see in his eyes he says no but he knows you were slightly ahead, but there certainly wasn't a hammer. I have this written down somewhere, though. Maybe not as much of a hammer as you had last year, but uh, still, still trashing you. Uh, so that's a, a, a pin in balls to the wall, but something we haven't put a pin in, not quite yet, and something that's taken an interesting turn of events in the last couple of game weeks is the FBL Hangover Podcast Mini League. Seamus. I know you've got that up in front of you, and if you don't, it's only a couple of clickety clicks away. But I believe we have a new number one. Yeah, no clicks required. It's up here in front of me. I'm on the ball. Uh, Yeah, Luke Burgess, who has been number one in our league for so long, has dropped down to second place. Um, He is, after falling behind to Christian Arstad, whose team SkyND are on 2079 points. 58 points per week. He captain Fernandez this week. Uh, let me just see if I can find his overall rank. His overall rank at the moment is like 1,300. Oh. He's, yeah, so he's killing it. He's Norwegian. Yeah, well, there you go. It's it's in his blood, apparently. <laughs> that's, what's come, that's what I've learned this year from FBL is that Scandinavians are good at it. Uh, lukewarm FC, it is sad to see you uh, lose pole position, but there is a, a couple of... There's a game week left, or a game in this game week left, and a couple of game weeks still to go. I mean, if you're down to second in one mini league, you're probably still number one uh, in the vast majority when you're as high as the likes of fucking Luke. And, and yeah, there's only 14 points between them. Um, and they've got like a Kane versus Son shootout tomorrow. Or shootout yeah. Tomorrow. Um, yeah, uh, David Sexton, who is number one for large parts of the season, is in third. He's only 15 points behind. Uh, Connor Kelly, he's uh, only two points behind him. He's doing really well as well. He's had another good week of 64 points. Um, Captain Mane. And then you've got in uh, fifth place, Alan Finucane. Um, yeah, 2047. So some really, it's really tight up there. Yeah, there's 20 points between seventh and second. Yeah, and I'd say that's the case for a lot of FPL managers out there, out there right now. There's still a lot to be played for, and uh, yeah, I'm surprised at how fucking quick it's all flying by, Shams. You know, I mean, it isn't even quick enough for us to get a podcast out, uh, you know, per game week at this stage, which is a bit frustrating. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's kind of like someone's just hooked up FPL into my veins right now, and it's just constant FPL points. Okay, well, I guess we will leave it there. A nice, quick, short episode this week again, Seamus. Uh, we will be back probably around this time next week. Uh, if it's not on a Sunday night, it'll be a Monday night. We're hoping to get an episode out a week at this stage, trying to live up to the game week. Uh, the game week bar was proving a tad difficult, but uh, I do hope you all enjoy game week 34, Seamus. Yeah, may your hours be green. God bless. <laughs>